Hey, yo, what's going down? This is your boy, Stevie J. This is another message of hope. I don't know why I feel like talking about this. I mean, part of me was overthinking, like, don't do that. But um, I'm just kind of thinking of, like, some of my favorite books. You know, I, I really um, wasn't much of a reader in my active addiction pre-recovery. And when I was in rehab, you know, I just, I, I couldn't sleep. You know, I had a, my, my brain was going a thousand miles an hour. It was hard for me to get comfortable, fall asleep. If I did happen to fall asleep, I'd wake up after like two, two and a half hours with my brain just on high overdrive. It sucked. But um, also due to some other behaviors and thought patterns I was presenting with, um, a fellow guy in rehab who had brought some books with him was like, hey, you, you really need to check your book out. You know, and I'm like, I don't read, but I'll take it because I ain't doing shit else sitting in there at night. But um, so the first book was The Four Agreements. You know what I mean? And I, I, I'm grateful that I picked it up because it started a reading journey for me. But The Four Agreements was extremely prime for me to read at that time. Um, the concepts discussed in the book were, were things that, you know, basically it points to, you know, I'm not going to spoil anything, but like it points to things like, hey, just so you know, like you're more than likely doing these things and it's a pretty good idea to agree not to. And I did all those things, you know, I did all the things and I'm like, oh shit, this, this makes so much sense to me. And damn, like I could see the negative effect doing these things has had on my life. And I don't know, it was just like the perfect thing to read at the perfect time. Funny thing is I go home after rehab and the fucking book is sitting on my counter. Like it had been there for years. I'm like, what the hell, man? I could have read this shit. Nah, I read it when I was, when I needed to, you know, but the four agreements is like, it's easily digestible. He touches on so many different concepts, more than just the actual four agreements, you know, talking about the voice inside our head, um, some of the conditioning that we develop and basically agree to throughout our lifetime that, you know, ultimately is false. You know, there is no hard-coded truth inside conditioning, opinions, and these stories we tell ourselves about ourselves, about things that have happened to us, like whatever. So being able to be aware of that and free your mind of these narratives attached with these thoughts, feelings, and behaviors is is extremely key. So Don Miguel Ruiz, The Four Agreements, is what I'm starting with. You know, I started reading a whole bunch of different things. I read The Gifts of Imperfection, which is, I believe, an AA-approved literature. Um, I didn't know it at the time. I kind of picked it up from a yard sale and just started reading it. I thought that was cool. It just talks about being imperfect in some ways, but mainly learning how to share our stories with each other from an authentic way. It goes back to like pre-internet era where stories are all we had, you know what I mean? Where people would sit around like campfires and dinner tables and, and share stories because that's the only thing they had for like entertainment. We're probably talking pre-TV and shit too, where we're not all caught up in the drama of fucking Chandler and Monica. And we're like, okay, what was going on over there? What, what can you tell me about, you know, a great event that happened or, or a fire concept or, or something you've seen, right? 
and and learning ways to articulate these stories also is a gift you know and finding ways to not just deliver like the the core message but like how do we deliver it in a way that is receiving you know what i mean receptive and i, I, I had a word and <laughs> i guess i gotta work on that part right <laughs> But, you know, like whether it's like an entertainment factor or a build-up factor and an anticipation or just finding ways to use our stories to share with each other and help each other. That was a pretty cool book. Uh, I can't think of who read it or who wrote it right now. Obviously, the GOAT, Eckhart Tolle. You know, say Tolle, Tolle, whatever, Toll. I've heard it every which different way. I tried to listen to what he said when I seen him live or how he was introduced, and I, I just missed it. Um... This dude is something, man. He's he's always talking about presence. He's always talking about identification with thought. He's always talking about the internal state of the pain body, which is feelings, which are things that we have to acknowledge, which I'm learning now in my eighth year, because those will feed more thoughts and identification with thought and, and ultimately are something we can't just think away and we can't just ignore. It's this pain body that activates, um, you could call it trigger states, you know what I mean, when we're triggered and those emotions just come on 10 from out of nowhere, piled on by a whole bunch of other shit from our past. Like, this is something we can't ignore. And identification with thought can save you from relapse thoughts. It can save you from, like, quitting your job on a whim. It could save you from telling yourself the same story over and over and over again and re-traumatizing yourself over and over again. So he's got the power of now, he's got a new earth, he's got Stillness Speaks, which I'm not a big fan of, but whatever, it's got some good stuff in there. But mainly what's in Stillness Speaks is in the other two books. And the other two books, read in chapter format, is my jam. I don't like the little one-liners, I get bored. Um, just I need some continuity, some build-up, some, some in-depth conceptualization, you know, that's, that's what I prefer. Oh, let's see here. Don Miguel, going back to him, he's got a few more books. Um, the Mastery of Love is Fire. It's just about love of all types, not just romantic relationships, like self-love, family love, friend love, all kinds of stuff. That's a pretty good book because then he stays focused on that one domain. Uh, the Voice of Knowledge stays more focused on the voice in our head, the ego, the batote is what they call it. Um, very good book. Very good book. Um, he's got a few more, The Fifth Agreement, whatever. And his son does books, too. So it's like Don Jose Miguel. No, Don Jose Ruiz. Um, I like the way this dude writes. Um, he just, he he's in the same arena as his dad, but he does write with a more in-depth, modern way. You can tell, like, Don Miguel's second language is English, and he's probably not, like, the super best at it. And where Don Jose probably is a little more fluent in English, so he gets a little more in-depth with some of his conceptualization. Um, dude Ray Dodd is also in the Toltec category. I don't know how I found this dude. Like, it was a random-ass, like, snippet of his book that I found, like, the first chapter. And he was talking about Toltec stuff, so I was like, all right, this is going to be in that realm. And that chapter was so good that, you know, Anna and I had grabbed it, you know, ordered it online and read it. And I, that was one of the ones where I'm like, dude, while I'm reading this book, this thing is hitting. I mean, every chapter, 
some of the same stuff again, where, you know, he's talking about stuff I've heard of, but he's explaining it in a way that is just more in depth or just hitting a, a deeper nerve for me. And I'm like, whoa, fire book. Um, the secret to happiness or, or Toltec secret to happiness, something like that. Uh, I'll try to, I'll try. Anyway, Ray Dodd, you know what I'm saying? D-O-D-D. He's, it's fire. You know, if you just type, I think Toltec and secret and Google, you'll find it. Um, yeah, what else? Michael Singer has um, un- The Untethered Soul. That was another book that I read at the right time in my life where I'm like, all right, I'm going through some things. I- I've heard about this book for years. I've-, I've grabbed it and I just haven't picked it up yet, you know? And every time I get suggested a new book, I'm like, yeah, but it ain't going to be one of those, right? And how do I even know? I don't know. I think I just, I'm like, no, these books are the ones and onlys and, you know, nothing else is going to hit the same. It's like having a favorite show. Like, yeah, I I hear you. You're saying this show is fire, but there ain't no way it's going to be one of them ones for me, right? Till you watch it for a minute and you're like, holy shit, this is my new favorite or one of them ones for me. So I don't know. Every time I read it, it was just what I needed to hear that day. And it was amazing. So the stuff he talks about, real spiritual and spiritual based he definitely talks about ego and stuff like that but i don't think he stays on it as his main thing his from what i can remember was more so like intentional effort to live spiritually i I feel like i'm accurate saying that one of the only things i remember that stood out to me the most is we have a choice to be happy so he has this whole chapter on choosing happiness and Finding ways to, even in the midst of a storm, of setbacks, of hella shit you don't like, that you have a choice to respond with happiness. It's kind of a weird concept, but I do remember reading it that day being in one hell of a funk that I chose to be, that I just chose happiness after that. And and I think it was like a solid whatever week few weeks, something like that after where shit did not rock me because when stuff bad happened, I chose happiness that I still had a choice to be happy, even though things could be making me upset. It was weird, but it was pretty dope. Right now I'm reading A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. I've had this book also for a while. Um, God all over it which is probably why I didn't pick it up. But now with my new found like spiritual journey where the, the G word isn't hitting me as hard as it used to. And I can, um, I, I don't know why, even with all my higher power stuff happening lately, it still hits me. Like it's still, yeah. but you know, it, she talks about God as being love and ego as being fear. And that can come in the form of based thoughts that can come in the form of, You know, it's like, so she'll use the words, Jesus, Holy Spirit, God, and all that, you know, and I have nothing, I don't knock any type of religion, but I do sometimes struggle with anybody saying this is what it is, right? Because I need, I need to stay firm in my own understanding of what a higher power is, which is ever changing. But this book is pretty dope. It's another one of them ones where I'm reading. I feel like right when I need to read it, the the chapter I read this morning, it was like, 
kind of perfect for what I'm going through in life right now or going through in the day. So I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes. It's based off A Course in Miracles, which is another book about, you know, God and turning things over. And really, when we're talking about God, we're just saying it ain't us. It ain't us and our puny little brains. We just got to learn to let shit go. So I haven't read A Course in Miracles, but my boy Eric did. He said it was pretty fire. Uh, I said it's a really, really, really big book. So I don't know how, how soon I'm going to pick that one up. But um, it definitely seems like something I'm interested in. So, um, you know, those are some of the major ones I've read. I'm sure there's some I'm missing. You know, there there is such fire material out there in the world. You know, there really is. So, all right, just a couple side notes. The, the Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. That's pretty dope. You know, he, he has a unique writing style where he seems pretty... Uh, cynical and and bullshitty but his concept is still it still holds a lot of weight he's got a youtube channel that i follow and watch little tips and tricks and this dude is just like i don't know he's kind of funny he says fuck a lot in the book i liked that at the time still don't mind it but basically that book is just about not caring about what other people think you know, and that is a major thing that I needed to discover and, and really start to implement in my life because too much of my moves and my motives and my, my true self was kind of filtered and altered by just giving a fuck what people think and the wrong people, like the wrong people. So, you know, it's it, the title suggests that we just don't give a fuck at all. And he's like, nah, we got to give the right fucks. We just have to learn whose fucks we care about and whose we don't, and we follow the fucks we care about. Like, we don't spend time trying to appease everybody or worry about what the naysayers say, and you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's too much. And and while I'm sitting here overthinking, you know, how to appease people I don't even vibe with at all, whose viewpoints I don't share, I could be holding back from breaking ground and making progress in areas that I do very much give fucks about and that other people would very much support me by giving fuck, right? So that's a good book. He's got another one called Everything Sucks or, or what is it called? Something Everything is Hopeless or I, I don't know. Everything is fucked. <laughs> I should have just known. Um, I couldn't get into that one, but I'm not saying it's not good. I, I tried, and I just like, no, it's not for me. Maybe it just wasn't the right time. Jen Sincero has You Are a Badass. That's a pretty dope book. She's got a cool little sense of humor, but more in just like a, a witty little funny way. Um, she talks a lot about source energy, so higher power stuff, but she refers to it in a very generalized way. That would make someone not feel too like, you know, G word cringe, right? Cause a lot of us got that. And I don't, I don't mean to press on that like it's the biggest thing, but I'm sorry. If I read something that's just every answer is God or a specific entity, I just, it, I have to filter too much. I have to remind myself too often and I still have inner resistance and conditioning. So, you know, a lot of us coming into recovery, we don't have the best relationship with a higher power. We don't have the best relationship with organized religion. So these are things we need to know about that, like, man, these things are going to just kind of stop us in our tracks. You know, there are ways to overcome it. Like, 
there's ways where if you're an addict and you go to AA and you hear alcoholic that you can get over this, ugh, I don't belong here. Like, you can substitute words, but in the beginning, it's it's really hard. You know, you need to feel a part of. So if I go to church and they preach, you know, so-and-so is the one and only answer, and I believe in a more, you know, uh, you can have your own understanding of a higher power and develop what that is, or maybe it's the universe, you know, like that's going to be a message that keeps throwing me off, and then while I'm sitting there trying to filter and change my thoughts, I'm missing the next word, you know, it's whatever. Classic overthinker here. Um, and I can't believe I almost skipped over this lady, but you've heard enough of it. Brene Brown, she's a shame and vulnerability researcher. Um, so far, I've read Daring Greatly, and I'm eh, quarter, third of the way through The Gifts of Imperfection. She's got some YouTube videos on TED Talk. You know, she's, I, I'm just really digging. That's another one where I read at the right time. Like, that shit cracked my shell and was like, all right, dude, you need to feel. Like, 2023 has been a feeling year for me. Like, straight up, you know, where I did the Enneagram thing and discovered that my top number like, I mean, my top domain was feelings, and I thought that would be bottom of the list. I'm like, I definitely have more thought and more gut, whatever, than feeling. But they're like, oh, no, you are a feeler. And I'm like, shit, that's news to me. So, you know, starting with that, then reading the vulnerability stuff and learning to identify what's beneath my fear and my intellectualization and all that shit. Like, dude, I have hella feelings hella feelings, you know, and I just had to learn to express them and and allow myself to feel them, really, first and foremost, but Brene Brown has some fire stuff, she's easy to read, she doesn't get super technical, but she's very in-depth, man, and, and, you know, at first I'm like, damn, you got like 18,000 books about shame and vulnerability, shit's gonna be hella repetitive, it's not, at least so far it's not for me, like, you know, she just keeps going into it in different ways, and and, and, you know, some of these self-help books, they'll tell you what the problem is in depth, but they don't, and they do tell you some solutions, but she has a lot of specific solutions. Like, this is a step-by-step process in which to address shame, speak on it, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, there's, it, it's pretty dope. Like, I highly suggest if you are someone who struggles with vulnerability, who struggles with shame, and I don't mean just, oh, I'm ashamed of my actions, but, like, I can't be myself and tell you my truth or I will get rejected. That's shame. I can't tell you the feelings I'm feeling and be this insecure guy with all these emotions and feelings because if I do, you'll leave me because women don't like men who cry or share their feelings. You know what I mean? Like, that's shame. And that, and, and just doing these things obviously does not mean the world will respond to you with wide open arms and be the way you want them to be because just as much as we are conditioned, so is the people in the world, you know, and if my partner is the, I don't mean my partner, but if someone's partner is the conditioned typical person and you go on this whole shift, you may very well get rejected, but that's on them. That's not you. And if you continue to be yourself vulnerably and speak on your shame, you will find someone who does accept you for who you are. You know what I mean? Um, so, like, Living Clean is an NA-approved literature. That is a very fire book. I mean, the basic text in the big book of AA, 
those are very good books. You know, they, they have a lot of shit for us addicts in there. AA has Living Sober. I've read that, you know, in my first couple years of sobriety. I really liked it. Then Living Clean came out. Um, due to me leaning more towards the narcotic side of the street, I, I really vibe with Living Clean. It's a more updated version that flows better. And, you know, I, I think it's a fantastic book. Um, we used to do it in meetings, like doing a Living Clean book study. Like, I really enjoyed those meetings. There's so much out there. There's so much out there. So, I mean, I'm going to wrap it up there because I am hungry, sitting outside of work, about to go get it. But, uh, yeah, hope, hopefully you enjoyed hearing my little spiel about the books I like. And um, you go pick one up. You can use my Amazon code at the recovery. I'm just kidding. I ain't got no Amazon code. But, hey, go read something. You know what I mean? Shift your life. Expand your consciousness. You know, stay growing, y'all.